to Time Zones Are Hard. I'm David Boskett. No, and... I'm David Boskett. Oh, we're all David Boskett. <laughs> all David Boskett here together. It's the David Boskett party. Yay. <laughs> Featuring uh... everyone but David Boskett. <laughs> David Boskett's not even here. Our basket's well, empty. What do we got to do? I'm definitely David. I can say Pip Pip Cheerio. <laughs> Oh, welcome everybody to Time Zones Are Hard. Um, time Zones are very hard because, unfortunately, David is out for the count for this week. But that's okay because uh, instead we have the lovely, lovely Daniel. Hey. She is going to be my co-host for today. Um, Daniel is the wonderful and sometimes tricky game master. Very, on... very occasionally. <laughs> very occasionally tricky game master on No Dice, which... I talked about last week, and it's just it's just gonna be no dice promo always on Time Zones Are Hard. Now, sorry, there's a slot now. <laughs> this is the no dice <laughs> episode of Time Zones Are Hard. <laughs> um, so, so what we're actually gonna do is we are gonna be talking about the differences, I think, between the North and the South, because Daniel is actually from. Is it like Southern Georgia or like just? Northern Georgia? What would you say? So, definitely South Georgia. You know, so, okay. I'm so from Pauline Country. Hey, y'all. That's that's very true. I'm and I'm from like the farthest north you can go if you drive straight up, mm-hmm. um, because then you know you can you can take a take a right and go up to the uh, you know New England and get all of that northern. But I'm like if you go from Savannah straight up, there I am. There's me. And I'm I'm uh, the farthest south you can go with that with it. Almost the farthest south you can go, and it still really be the south because Florida ain't the south. That's true. Florida is its own. Uh, realm mm-hmm. uh, we're always concerned about Florida is the thing <laughs> yeah what is Florida man up to today <laughs> Florida man who knows but before we get started on that I actually wanted to amend something that last podcast I didn't do correctly kind of it's David's fault too David how dare you that's how why we replaced you? you David we just we couldn't we couldn't do it. Um, so my sister asked the question she asked how do you get over or deal with senioritis? And, and David and I kind of went down a, a very, very large sidetrack of, of what does senioritis even mean? Um, so I do want to actually answer that question. And Daniel, you're probably the perfect person to answer this question because you are currently still in school. You're in seminary right now. So yep. like senioritis can be a real thing for you. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I'm over any possibility of senioritis, but yeah, right. it is a real thing for you. So like what, what do you do to deal with that kind of? feeling um see i'm actually the worst person ever to answer this question because my answer is always just do it you just gotta (laughs) you just gotta gotta do it um hashtag yolo (laughs) yeah just get it um i you know i think about i think about the fact that i've been doing this for oh well for for jessica it'll be four years for for me you know it'll be three when i get done with seminary i've been doing this for for three years and if i stop doing it now it's not none of that crap is going to be worth it yeah so it's it's like look you see you see that finish line it's right there you just gotta get there and and also take take good care of yourself because the less the more you're fed up with everything, the less you're going to want to do stuff and the faster you're going to get burned out. So don't, while, while you're just pushing through it, take some time for yourself as well. That's very important. 
I found that I turned it into like a revenge, not not necessarily a revenge, more like a spite. Like I would do things out of spite because I'm like, I'm a senior, I'm almost done. Fuck it, I'm just gonna do it. Um, and a lot of it was like to myself because there was sometimes where you're like, you know, you know, you want to just wa- sit down and watch Netflix. And you're like, I'm a senior. I only have to do this for, you know, a couple more months. Fuck it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the really nice thing for me, too, was my last my last year of, of college, I was able to do, like, all major, all my major classes. Mm-hmm. So yep. I didn't have to deal with any kind of fundamentals or anything like that. So everything I was doing, I wanted to be doing. I had taken picked classes I wanted to be in. It was stuff that was required for me to graduate, which meant that that was in my major, in my field. So I wasn't necessarily feeling like I had a bad time. Um, I I know in high school, though, I did really suffer badly from it because I switched schools the last two years of high school. And I went to a, a online charter school, which is a fun concept to try to get into if people don't know what that is. But Dan, you were homeschooled, so you pretty yeah. much had like all the of my same school kind was of, online charter yeah. school. So yeah, there was no so oversight, like, so we never did any school at all. Shh. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, it was very much like, well, I don't want to do school today, so I'm not going to. And mm-hmm. it just, it, it really, like, racked up. But the thing about it is I learned I know what my procrastination levels are like, mm-hmm. and I know kind of my motivation. So it actually really helped me get ready for college because I was like, oh, wait, I know I'm going to procrastinate on it, so let's just do it now, get it over with. Um but yeah, no, I did really suffer in like senior year of high school. I was like, I don't want to do any of this. And like, I didn't know what major I wanted to do. I didn't know what school I wanted to go to. It was very, very frustrating. Yeah, and, and don't put too much pressure on yourself to, to figure out what's next when you're not even done with this thing yet. I mean, obviously yeah. you do want to be thinking about it, but don't like push so hard to know what ha- what's happening next that you forget that, hey, these are your last college years and it's going to, you should have some fun. Yeah, and, like, the nice thing is, too, like, especially even though it's only been not not that long since I, since I graduated college, it's, like, the thing about it is it's, you look back and you're, like, wow, that feels like both so long ago and not that long ago, mm-hmm. and there's so much more ahead, and, like, especially being an artist, I'm constantly kind of changing my goals and my ideas that... I am glad that I wasn't, like, right out of school, like, I'm doing this, I get this job, I'm doing exactly this. Because it's like a discovery process of what do you want to do after you don't have those parameters anymore. So, like, sometimes you have to, like, enjoy the parameters of you got to do your schoolwork, Mm -hmm. you got to do your homework, you got to get through everything. Because, yeah, it feels like senioritis, but after that, it's... If that feeling is what's kind of driving you, you're going to feel kind of like that for a while. Like, after school, you're like, well, I graduated. Well, I don't have any specific work anymore. Like, it's a very, very weird transition period. So you got to you gotta take it all in and not, and not let yourself get too self-absorbed. Like, get with friends, get with other people. Even if you're, you're with other people to procrastinate, at least you're kind of having those connections mm-hmm. I feel like we're way we're already like way deeper than we can do yeah I was like I, I added I added that thing about not worrying about what comes next um partially because I feel like it's important partially because I'm dealing with that at, right now yeah. as well and and then I was like 
you know, I don't know that this is where we need to go with this entire podcast. But <laughs> we'll just are. bring it right down, all the way down to the ground. No yep. jokes. No jokes allowed. There are there are no jokes. This is all serious college advice. Welcome to our college advice podcast. <laughs> First advice is a college may not be right for you. Yeah. If if you're if you're David, you might want to try uni. <laughs> Just, just try it, and then uh, tell me how that goes. Yeah. All right. So I think we answered. I think we answered uh, Jessica's question fairly, yep. fairly soulfully. Yep. We did. We did good. it good that time. All right. So let's jump right into some differences between. I want to just say Pennsylvania versus Georgia. I have it written down as PA versus GA because we have these cool state abbreviations. Um. But I really only want to speak for Pennsylvania and, and barely even that because, like, I know Pittsburgh is, like, its own little – it's got its own little culture, which is totally different from, from mine. And it's only, like, two hours away. So it's definitely, like, every place can be different. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, but, yeah. But spending um, spending about four years in, in Georgia, which, to backtrack, I guess we should kind of talk about why I know about Georgia and why we're friends um, – is yep. like, I think we could do like the short version of it, which is basically like we both went to Savannah College of Art and Design and we met in a fundamentals class because we did not have the same major. No. Um, you, were you dramatic writing at that point? Oh, yeah. I've always been dramatic writing. I okay. I'd never you changed added, my like, major. You added like five minors. So yeah, I'm no, I had like... <laughs> I have many, many minors, only one major. <laughs> and I'm, I've always been a film major. So we were in a basic like fundamentals class and then... We were in and, a computer, like computer, intro to computer design class. And yeah. like the whole first part was like the professor's like, this is how to use Microsoft Word. And Brittany's over there like, I already know how to use Photoshop. And I'm like, I'm like, this person is a genius. Okay. I've been, I've been using Photoshop probably since I was like 13 and, and not real Photoshop, like knockoff Photoshop. So yeah. I definitely like knew how to work with the real program. And yeah, so that was something where I was like, I don't need to be taught this. I'm, I'm okay. But then like over in the corner, in walks this like buzz cut inner ACUs, <laughs> like intimidating looking, looking person, which because at that point you were in ROTC. Yeah. So it was very much like, I think everyone kind of got the vibe like, 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 just like a little bit of like, ooh, who is this bitch? Like, ooh, like in a, mm-hmm. like not in like a, like a mean way, but like in a, she probably will chop you in half if you speak to her, and that's not the case. Not, not a, not a bad bitch, but like a bad bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't. I think, I think what happened is we we realized we had similar tastes in like uh, entertainment. And so at that point, we kind of just started talking on and off, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. And I've spent a lot of time with Daniel and her family in the South, so I'm talking like real Southern experience because mm-hmm. the you're full a native to immersive, Savannah. like yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like I, I mean, I stayed over at at uh, at you know parents' house and grandma's house and got the whole like hospitals like southern hospitality like when i say southern hospitality is a real thing it is a real thing mm-hmm. and it like translates over to you can tell who the natives are in like savannah because they will greet you on the sidewalk which i hate i absolutely <laughs> hate but like you can tell the difference between like a student of the school and a native because they will like legitimately be like you know hey how's it going hey 
That, that's it. That's it right there. I was going to say howdy, and I was like, that's wrong. <laughs> no, we don't really say howdy around here. We just go, hey. <laughs> so, so there's definitely, like, that southern hospitality. And with that southern hospitality comes southern food. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta eat. You gotta be fat and happy. That's kind of how it goes. Um, I, I would say the big meal that, like, I thought it was legitimately a stereotype. I thought it was a joke. I was like, I don't understand, like, fried chicken, mashed potatoes, green beans. I was like, oh, come on. That's, that's got to be just, like, people thinking, oh, that's a certain... No, like, that would be, like, a meal nine times out of ten. Or oh, collard yeah. greens. We would it's, have collard greens a lot. Especially, like, <laughs> I'm going to put this out there as a, a current and the once and future pastor. I'm going to put this out there. Especially yeah. when the pastor's coming over, that oh, is what yeah. you have for food. Because... Yep. Everybody likes fried chicken, so it's like, yeah. what does the pastor like to eat? Hey, maybe it's fried chicken again. <laughs> and that was my, <laughs> my mom would always, mom, my mom would occasionally cook other stuff aside from chicken, and the pastor would be like, thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> we eat fried chicken everywhere we go. Thank you for the variety. That's funny. Are you experiencing that now? Um, a little bit, because... The only time I've ever been invited out to eat with parishioners, we go to this place down the street called Sunny's, and it's a country yeah. buffet. And what do you serve at a country buffet? Uh, fried chicken. And mashed <laughs> potatoes, and butter beans, and collard greens, and banana pudding, and all this great stuff. Which is great, and I love it. It's delicious, and it's inexpensive. But, yeah. Every time. Yeah. Uh, if my parishioners are listening, don't stop taking me to Sunny's. It's great. I love it. <laughs> see that's the one thing i know about you is that you love food and you love southern food and so it's like you could eat southern food for five days and not be like oh i need a variety you might throw in a pizza or a hamburger Mm -hmm. but like you know it's gonna be the same i you know how they say like when you look at your plate you should see the colors of the rainbow to be healthy you know what colors of the rainbow are on a southern plate brown 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 green that's it that's it (laughs) <laughs> brown, brown, white, green. Because you got your, your, your fried chicken, you got your mashed potatoes, you got your collard greens, um, you got the roll, you got the cornbread, which corn. is different from the roll. You got corn, yeah, maybe, sure. Um, some yellow in there. Yeah, you get some yellow. But, like, it's all, it's all like, various shades of neutral colors. And I'm like, I yeah. hate this. Wow. <laughs> um, and then you get your dessert. And what's, what color is your dessert? It's banana pudding. It's brown and white. Or some pie. Or some mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing that like I experienced for the first time when I when I started hanging out with you a lot, which was just like the the true Southern experience TM was fish fries. Yup, the fish fry. A good old fashioned fish fry. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta you gotta say it like that fish fry. The fish fry. Uh, the and, mem- the and, Memorial and, Day fish fry. And boiled Labor peanuts. Day. Boiled peanuts, I did not realize, A, were a thing until I moved down south, and B, what they tasted like. I was like, we're boiling peanuts. Like, this is not something that needs to be soft. (laughs) Like, the true experience of a peanut is, like, the crunch or the smooth texture. Like, And uh, granted, granted, I love, I love boiled peanuts. I, like... Don't know how to make them, but if I did, I would try because you just, I love them. But you boil really them for a real long time true... in salt water, like. <laughs> I mean, that's, but it's you got to get the southern love. 
yeah you true you just, is it that. is it made with love um <laughs> you have to nurse the peanuts from their infancy but no like um for you listeners at home you can't see the look i'm giving her right now but like i i didn't know peanuts came in a not soft variety for a really long time when i was a kid because obviously they just come out the ground boiled <laughs> like well literally no, that's a that's a that's an exaggeration but for this we have an annual fish fry at the church i grew up in and mm-hmm. what we would do in the early morning of that day was go out to, you know, Brother Wade's peanut field and pick all the peanuts. And, like, don't eat the peanut because you pull it out the ground and it's covered in dirt. And you pop it in your mouth and it's nasty. So, like, you don't eat peanut that's not boiled. That's disgusting. And, like, it it it, it was a embarrassingly long time later. I think I was 12 before I realized that, hey, uh, raw peanut can taste good. When you do things to it, that's not pull it out the ground covered in dirt. Don't eat the dirt. Like that's <laughs> don't eat the dirt. That's a good. That's a good Southern guideline. Don't eat the dirt. <laughs> don't eat the dirt. I think the thing for me is that, like, I when I first started getting exposed to like the, the world, I hate to say that, but like I grew up kind of not a not really caring about a lot of things and be just kind of a slightly sheltered childhood, which is okay. I can um, I can relate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but when I I went to a school that was about two hours away the, for my first year of college, and I did I did a play and I helped with the play, and it's the play is set in a bar, so the director wanted peanut shells on the ground and sawdust on the ground and like that was my first exposure to like the fact that people do that they like will just shell peanuts and throw the peanut shells on the ground in a bar. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that was, like, a real thing either. Like, peanuts constantly are surprising me. Let's just... Yep. Let's the the just peanut is a, is a wonderful, wonderful invention. Uh, George Washington Carver would be proud. Thank you for showing me that you can make them soft and delicious. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, like, the food in Georgia is just, like, so, totally different. Like, there's... It's not that there isn't, like stereotypical food in the north but i think what you get a lot of is cultural food Mm -hmm. because especially in like like the original 13 colonies not that's not really true but like a lot of places where people kind of come over and settle because it's the easiest place to access um you get a lot of like groups of culture so like where i'm at there's a lot of german there's a lot of polish there's a we have like a little italy like you get you get sections of culture, so that's kind of, it spreads to bigger areas. So I would say Pennsylvania has got a lot of Polish and a lot of German. So you get a lot of Polish dishes, you get a lot of German dishes. And those are things that, like, I never thought were specifically to mm-hmm. the North because I knew that they were cultural. Like, I knew that the Polish dishes that we had at my grandmother's were because she's Polish and we would have, like, traditional Polish dishes. Like, pierogies are the bomb. So it's kind of like... I never really thought that there was like a northern cultural food experience and I don't know if there is to be honest. Well, I think the the northern cultural experience uh is a multicultural experience. Yeah. Cuz I feel I feel like the south America as a whole is multicultural in a lot of different ways, but I think the south has kind of evolved into this monolithic uh, you know, Fried chicken and grains, y'all. And the North is has more of a reputation of being a lot more um, diverse as far as foodstuffs. Yeah. 
So I think, I think like the reputation of the North is not having a, a monolithic food culture. When you came up to my hometown, because that was like my, my mother actually flew Daniel in for my birthday, which was like the coolest birthday present ever. The best. The best. When you came up here, was there anything food-wise that you, like, noticed, even if you didn't eat it, that you were like, this isn't normal for you, specifically? Not really. Um, since I am uh, an American trash human, TM, <laughs> I like fast food a lot, so it was more, like, the different varieties of fast food that y'all have. Um, That's true. And, and, and the things that you don't have, because, for example, you don't have, you don't have Zaxby's, uh, no, which is messed all the no. way up. Um <laughs> I I did not realize until recently that like Kroger was a regional thing. Yeah, um, Kroger is very regional, and I and our regional thing is Wegmans, and I cannot believe I didn't take you to Wegmans. I know how many times but am I taking you to Kroger and you didn't go to yeah. and I didn't go to Wegmans. But it's like a grocery store, so it's not like you know an experience, All right? So, but yeah, no, like it was as far as as far as food goes, it was it was fairly. Uh, normal-ish, I guess. You know, the one thing that I would say is that we really don't do sweet tea. Like, yeah, at all. That's, a sh- can, <laughs> that's bad. Like, you can get sweetened tea, but it's like iced tea sweetened, so mm-hmm. it's usually with sugar dumped in after it's made, after it's brewed, that's and that's nasty. not... That's not how you make sweet tea. It and, like, not. I got so spoiled, so spoiled living in the South. Like... Mm-hmm. True sweet tea is amazing, and mm-hmm. I really do. I do want to make it for David, but yeah. like I, I am really afraid someone, anybody in England's gonna sip it and just be like, "Are you trying to poison me?" Just keel over <laughs> right there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta make it. Make you, you have to make it with the correct amount of diabetes. Um, <laughs> yes, please enlighten me. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, my brother and I were listening to NPR and they had a, a section on how do you make sweet tea? And we looked at each other and we're like, you know what? We don't know how to make sweet tea because my mom has this like really specific sweet teaspoon. Okay. So when you, when you put the tea in her presumably gallon tea jug. Yeah. You put seven scoops of this specific spoonful of sugar in it. And I have no idea how much sugar that is. Um, I asked her to measure it for me and she's like, well, I don't know how to measure that. I'm like, just dump it in a measuring cup, please. Um, <laughs> I think she ended up saying it was like an eighth of a cup. So I guess like almost a cup of sugar for, per gallon, maybe. Oh my goodness. That sounds that, oh, this is about to sound real Southern. That doesn't sound like enough, but, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say, I was about to say, that don't sound like sweet tea. <laughs> yeah, that don't sound like enough at all, but, um. <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's an approximate estimate of how we make sweet tea, and I'm just like, I gotta get a hold of that spoon and measure it for myself because my sweet tea constantly comes up lacking, and it's oh, a it's no. a bad thing. That's that's wild. Like I, I remember your grandmother likes to make it in mason jars, mm-hmm. and I actually did that a couple times when I was living on my own in Savannah, and I was like, this is the best thing ever. But like, it's just it's you really gotta just put the tea I like to put the tea um the tea bags and the sugar in the same thing and then pour the hot water in and then just like make sure they're the tea bags with strings and then you just take them right out 
Um, but I know that not everybody does it that way. Like, do you brew your tea beforehand? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you put the sugar in. Yep. I, I like the least amount of steps as a human being. Like, if it can all go in together, all, all in together. The, the, thing about, the thing about Southern food in general, not just sweet tea, is that it's all about the ritual. How did mama do it? How did grandma do it? And that That's sort of true. thing. Like, um, so the reason that I make my tea with like six extra steps is because, you know, my, that's how mom always did it. So that's how I always do it. Um, one of my favorite stories I heard is about this woman who always cut the end off of her pot roast before she put it in the pan for the oven. And somebody asked her why she did it. And she's like, I don't know. My mom always did it that way. And so she asked her mom and her mom's like, I don't know. My mom always did it that way. So she asked her grandmother and her grandmother's like, because the pan was too short to fit the whole pot roast. <laughs> so... Like, we just do things without, like, questioning why we do them. <laughs> so, you know, like, I, I put I put the tea bags in the pot. I put the water in the pot. I boil it. I let it steep for 30 minutes. I put the tea in the thing, you know. Then I put the yeah. sugar. Then I take the tea bags out. Like, I have a whole, like, 12-step program when it doesn't really need to be that way, but that's just how mom always did it, so that's how I do it. That's how I do it, so. I, I already can, like, feel david cringing because you just said that you oh, yeah. boil tea in a pot oh yeah and that is so true it's like in the pot it's not like i i can do it with a kettle just because i usually make smaller portions for myself mm -hmm. um but like a like a pot oh no yeah water and yeah. tea you 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 take your little you got like seven tea bags and you tie the little strings together and you yeah. and you put them over the side of the pot and then you fill up the pot with water and I'm not talking a kettle I'm talking like a pot and you 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 pour your water in there and you and you boil that thing it's like making soup except it's with leaves <laughs> leaf soup leaf soup some good old leaf soup and then you have some bean water if you really need some yeah. caffeine some, cake. some sugar leaf soup and uh, that's what we have here in the south <laughs> oh man so then the other thing I was thinking of, and, and we've kind of touched on this a little bit, is like, there's an accent. There's a southern a southern accent, and I can never I nail it. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> and I, my favorite thing was spending a lot of time with you when I was in school. I noticed that it, it was more prominent when you were near your family or old yep. people. Mm -hmm. So it's very much, and I also think that's kind of like your authoritative, don't mess with me voice Aww. because you can be like bless your heart and you're like you're like not nice about it i told david i was like if someone says bless your heart it's not nice it's like mean <laughs> we um <laughs> so um my southern accent is particularly bad today because i rode home with my friend josh who's from Heard county he sounds like this sorry josh i love you um <laughs> but so we were we were talking he was telling us stories about when he, he used to be a cna and he was telling us about this guy that like almost stabbed him one time and I just oh, went no. I just went well bless his heart <laughs> and I was like yeah that's stereotypical okay okay it just came out it's it's just it was funny because when I first started hanging out with you like we weren't super talkative with each other which was really cool we had this like kind of like silent cool like we just got each other, the which drift. was really fun. And then and then we got more kind of to know each other better, and then we just neither of us shut up. Um, but but at the beginning I didn't I didn't believe you were from the South. A. <laughs> a because you didn't sound like it and you didn't 
look like it, I guess, is a weird way to put it. But no, like, I get you. Uh, you know, it was just kind of like you fit in with the other art students. So it was a little weird that you were in the army, but it was a not army, excuse me, National Guard. But like, it was like a little. I was like, all right, I I, I can see it. I can see it. And then like spending time at your grandmother's, spending time at your parents' house. I was like, oh, oh, there it oh, is. There's, there it is. <laughs> there it is. When. In, in the Army, I read a really fascinating article the other day about how the Army accent is kind of a Southern accent because most of the Army recruits come from the South. So the yeah. Army accent that you get when you're on base or training is pretty Southern. But I remember one day we were walking back from the DFAC and I was talking to this girl named Casey and I was we were talking and she said, well, where are you from? And I said, I'm, well, I'm from uh, about an hour outside Savannah, Georgia. And she goes, oh, uh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? She said, you don't have an accent until you start talking about where you're from. And I was like, oh, yeah. crap. <laughs> you're right, actually. Like, the thing about a southern accent is there's no there's no enunciation. No. And and that's the huge difference, I think, between American and, like, a British accent. Is that, like, uh, like with a lot, of, a lot of English accents, you hit, like, consonants. Mm -hmm. You can hit the T's. Like, kettle. You're going to hit those T's. If you were say 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 kettle kettle, yeah, but like no no you know what I mean. I yeah I know and I'm not <laughs> oh god I'm not trying to do this jeez but yeah if you want you want to put the kettle on mama you know like there's no there's no T's. no like, the T's turn into D's it's a kettle kettle and there's like no like end to the word mm -mm. It, like you it just trails it. off into the other word like yeah. <laughs> And I don't, I know that a lot of, like, my vocal tics are unique to me. Like, I slur a lot of words that not necessarily, like, a northern thing. But there are some times where I, like, sound like I'm from Ohio, which is really funny because I'm not. Um, but, like, still, I, I know that, like, I say kettle, which is, I say kettle, which I would spell that K-E-D-D-L-E, like, if sure. you're doing it phonetically. But it ends. Mm -hmm. It at least ends. Yeah. Like, I put a kettle on the stove, and you now, like put a kettle on the stove like it's kettle kettle on the would be like one word yeah um we were i tend to think i talk pretty clearly um and i was i was reading something in church the other day and i was reading it and i'm like all oh, these words sound like the same word <laughs> like <laughs> i was like i'm pretty sure the apostle paul didn't talk like this so one of the one of the other things that for me that is like wild it's just it's just so much of like America is a huge place mm -hmm. is the fact that you don't ever really experience winter the way I experience winter. Now I I know this because I lived in Savannah for four years, ish what around is winter. But like, like you've never been outside where the snow is up to your waist and the the cold air hits your face so hard that it stings. And you have to get in the car and you're shivering for a good two minutes until your car warms up that you can touch the steering wheel. Like, you've never experienced oh, that. I mean, okay, I've done that, but I have a distinct feeling that the temperature was vastly different than when you did that. Okay. Like, so let I'm me put it, let me just like say that. Zero degrees. Yeah, like, no. Mm -mm, screw wind that. chill of whatever the wind chill factor is. No. And, and then the other things that come along with winter, like, sledding snowball fights like none of that so what do you what do you think snow is like well growing up uh it it iced really consistently every january like it would ice 
Yeah. And that's, that's a, like, we would call it snow, but it was basically just, like, some really heavy ice. Yeah. And we would make ice balls and throw them at each other, because that's apparently what you do. Um, <laughs> but, like, seven years ago, it, it snowed, snowed, um, mm-hmm. where I was. So I got to see snow for the first time in 2010. Um, made a snowman and everything. And it was, uh, probably ankle deep, maybe. <laughs> Like that, it probably started melting like as soon as it hit the ground. That was that was the big snow, and that's still the big snow. Like, so that that's about the extent of my snow experiences. Is that I've uh, been? I remember snow. I would say basically because what happens is when it plows, it piles up and turns into a really solid substance. And I probably could say probably waist a little over waist high. I remember being being high. I'm sure it's been up to my shoulder before, but I don't necessarily remember. And a lot of snow was when I was young, so like it's big because I'm little. Right. Um, but that and like I hate driving in the winter, especially when it's snowing, like to the point where it's so white that you can only see like a couple feet in front of you. That is the most terrifying thing. And then your car slips. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm sure you've experienced that before because ice and, and like hydroplaning is very, very similar. But like uh, the first time I ever drove by myself in a snowstorm, I was driving back from where I was working at the time. And it's about it's about a 20 minute drive from from there to my house. And I decided to take the back roads because I didn't necessarily want to go fast. And if I was on a back road, I could go slow. No one would be around. It took me over an hour to get home because at one point I pulled over and I cried. Like it was just terrifying. It was so, so bad. And I, I, I don't even know if like that's something that's just kind of like you get to a certain point in the north and that's what it is. But like I don't even know if it's like that for David. I'll have to ask him next next podcast, mm-hmm. but like it's just and I live in a place that I get lake effect weather. Yeah. So I get like the 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 condensation is going to come over the lake and it's going to pick up all of that water and it's going to come and dump it right where I live, right in the snow belt. So you get I mean, even rain, you get rain, you get snow, you get all of that bad weather just because I live right near right near a big body of water. And I always kind of assumed that was like what it was like in Savannah because the river's right there. Right. But the weather doesn't move that way usually. Like it might, sometimes might come from the ocean in, but it didn't normally. No, yeah, it's, it's, uh, everything's going to be blamed on the ocean. Right. I'm just going to put right. that out there. It's always... It's always gonna well, you know, we're since we're right here and the ocean's right there, then that's that's why that's like that. It's not like that's like that. You're just no. Yeah, it's not really the case. The one thing that I thought was cool living in Savannah was I was very close to a beach, but I also live close to a beach. I live close to a freshwater beach, whereas yeah. in Savannah it's a saltwater beach. But the one thing that I like, I hated, I hated so much was if you wanted to catch any kind of like sun. Um, like movement mm-hmm. you had to catch the sunrise i am not getting up at ass clock in the morning to watch the sunrise yeah here where i live i can go and watch the sunset i can watch i can be like ah oh, time to end the day beautiful sunset over water not even near a shark hooray i mean that's debatable <laughs> but okay oh come on you've seen the sunsets here like, i have seen the sunsets gorgeous. there and they're beautiful i'm debating the sharks not the sunset 
<laughs> Daniel's convinced there's a shark in the lake. And there, uh, there are multiple sharks in the lake. This is, there's this a, is, yes, no. We have, a, a, we have a lake monster. We have our own Loch Ness. It's mm-hmm. Bessie. Yeah, like, no, Nessie is sharks. just a bunch of sharks in a trench coat. <laughs> so it's the smaller, smaller sharks in a smaller trench coat in the lake. Yes, ex- exactly. <laughs> they're they're minnow size, but they're sharks. They're sh- they're minnow sharks. Minnow shark. Minnow shark. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I guess I guess in terms of like everything that I just talked about. What what was the biggest difference that you kind of noticed coming up and spending some time up in the north when for that week that you did? Like what were some big differences that you noticed? Um A1 it's freaking cold. It was not cold at all. It it was it was it was very cold. Um I got used to it real quick, but it like getting there I was like it is freezing here. Um it was like about like sixty or seventy when yeah, I came Yeah, it was cold oh, as hell. It was nice. Right now, right now we're going through a heat wave, and I am like dying. And I'm like, I want that back. Okay. Like I normally love the heat. I love living in Savannah because it didn't snow. I didn't get cold. Like yeah, I sweated sometimes, but it's good for you. It's natural. And like now that it's like caught in the north, I'm like, wait, I don't like it here. Yeah. <laughs> This is gonna sound stupid, but the other the other big thing I noticed was the houses are built differently. That's right. You did you did mention that, which it, I thought was like odd. It's it's really odd because I don't know why I noticed, and now that I'm back here, like I keep looking at houses, going, "Yep, yeah, that's different." And I don't like. Yeah. And I, I honestly think it's the, the eaves of the houses. Okay. Like your houses don't really have eaves on them, and I think that's that's I think it's a snow thing. Yeah, I mean, if they had you eaves, really then don't the, want it piling up. Exactly, the snow would just pile up on the eaves and then randomly fall in your head. So I, I, I think, I think that's why. But that, it's that or it would break it, and like you right. would have a broken roof. So that's the like the temperature and the houses were the two big things that I was like, wow, we're not in Kansas anymore, folks. Yeah, that's and that's so interesting that I was like one of the big things that you noticed. Yeah, one of the things for me, which I, that I thought was cool, was I I lived in downtown Savannah when I lived there. So I got a lot of the, like, the row houses and, like, the old historic houses. And um, I had a friend come up one time and was like, this reminds me of London because they had actually been. And I was like, I I would have no idea because I've never been. But the fact that there's, like, that kind of similarity, I think, goes back to it's a historical city. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the architecture is going to be similar because people that were coming over from England were like, let's build a colony here. Well, it's not a colony. It would be like a town. This like, sounds like a good some... idea. Yeah, let's do that. And so it would be like similar because there's the grid system in Savannah. Um, and then there's like the similar houses and like the style of architecture. So that made sense to me. And it was definitely a whole new experience because, yeah, you saw the houses. I live in the suburbs. Even downtown, it feels different. It looks different. Yep. Um, it's a very small city where I'm at. Um, I feel like Pittsburgh would be closer, I think, in feel to Savannah, but Pittsburgh has got more of an Atlanta feel. It's got that, like, shiny city Mm -hmm. feel. Like, Savannah's so unique. It's got this very specific vibe to it, which I really liked. I very much felt, like, at home in the art of it, but, like, even architecture just being completely different everywhere is just wild to me, I think. 
One thing like, I'm sure I could go like to Texas and it would be like totally different and like you know Calif- I did go to I did go to California but I was not looking at houses but there was a lot of there was a lot of um oh what's the word I'm looking for they it reminded me a lot of like Florida houses it was like Spanish architecture with like the the the, the clay what's the clay tiles you know what terracotta I'm Thank you. That word. Yeah. So there was a lot of that in California or at least in LA when I went. So that's kind of like it is. It's definitely different everywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I cut you off before. What are you going to say? I have no idea. Oh, great. Yay. Yay. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. So... So another thing that I've been, I've been asked to do this to David and I don't feel completely comfortable doing it, but I might is, is ask, uh, have him guess what like Southern phrases mean. Cause like we've been doing, uh, we've been doing like, uh, can you guess this word or this mm-hmm. phrase? Like, what does it mean? Like, and especially as soon as he throws Cockney rhyming slang at me, I'm like, well, I'm out. Yeah, I have no <laughs> um, idea. <laughs> um, but, but what are some like phrases I'll, I'll even try to guess because i like have some experience but what are some phrases that you would be like not typically northern kind of got a bit of a southern vibe to them that you would throw at me that's like makes sense i can't think of any any like idioms necessarily um yeah but like the 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 southernest thing that keeps popping in my mind is that it, anytime out of my grandmother only occasionally remembers that she says this so you probably never heard her say it. Okay. But she does it, especially with the little tiny grandkids that don't know any better. So, like, my six-year-old cousin will be like, hey, Grandma, and she'll be like, save that hey, you might marry a jackass one day. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Yep. And she, she like, she only, she's done it a couple times to me, and she only does it with, like, the little ones who don't know any better. That's wild. Yeah. If, if anything up here... I, like, when we were little, when we were younger, it used to be, like, you know, hay is for horses. <laughs> like, like, that's pretty standard. That's, that's pretty, the like, PG typical. version. Yeah, well, it was, like, I think it was more of, like, you don't say hey, like, you say hi or hello, I mm-hmm. guess. I feel like it was more of a manners thing, but, like, yeah, hay is for horses. Um, I, well, I know, like, I don't know if this is particular to the South or to my family, but, like, um... Phrases like, uh, we're, I know phrases common in the South are like, we're fixing to do this. Yeah. We're fixing to do whatever. Um, like that makes sense to me, even if it's not something I say. We're, we're fixing to do whatever. Uh, my mom's favorite is, is when something falls over, it tumps over. Tumps? It tumps over. It, oh no! You know, and then, and then my Coke tumped over in the back seat. And every time she says it, she'll go, you know, tump isn't a word. And I looked it up one time, and tump is actually, like, an Inuit word for, like, a backpack, I think. Oh, okay. It it is an Inuit word. And I'm like, well, a tump is actually a something in Inuit culture, but no, it does not mean fall over. Um, (laughs) I feel like I would want to hear that in an English accent. Like, oh no, my cup tumped over. (laughs) (laughs) My kettle tumped over. Uh, uh, it like works weirdly <laughs> I, I, like I feel like that's good um, we one thing that's always for, it makes perfect sense to me but it's always baffled my friends from the, I'm going to say the midwest because I don't know about the north but to yeah. say that something has um, come from together 
feel like if I think about it, it doesn't make sense. But if you just say it, I'm like, yeah, absolutely, sure, yeah. of course. Um, it's like one of those things where the where you're, the teacher's like, y'all all know about this thing, and you're like, yeah, and they're like, okay, cool, explain it to me. No, <laughs> no, wrong. Um, and then, um, uh, I don't think this is particular to this necessarily the South, but um, the the colloquial term for what my father and brother do in their spare time is uh to rig on stuff okay they 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 are they are riggers see that's a that's a film term actually yeah like like, there's that's like an actual like term for a job on a film set i don't think it means the same thing though no it doesn't i'm sure it doesn't (laughs) i mean you're your dad and your brother, like, what, tinker with, with cars and, like, they, they, other things? To, to rig on something just means to tinker with it until it does something other than what it used to do. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm, like, what? Like, like are they turning things into cyborgs or robots? What's no, going on just, here? No, just, like, to, to rig on something means try to try to make it work basically so if you if you rig on a motor, you're trying to get it to run again or you're trying to get okay. it to run faster. Um if you if you want to rig a usually when you rig on something you're trying to solve it okay like um my one of my first days of school um in undergrad i cut my arm on a metal ruler and uh, well it didn't fit in my backpack so um oh okay and so i i i rigged up a solution like you know and since and which was to do artist tape and a paper towel around my arm it looked yeah. real real red <laughs> um but you know that's to rig on something is to like fix it where it doesn't do the thing it was doing okay that makes sense yeah so i don't feel like there's any specific northern phrases specifically like for me i know that there's like a ton of pittsburgh slang but because i don't use it i don't know it right. the only thing i ever knew was I had a substitute teacher in, in like, elementary school or middle school one time who was like, yeah, th- did you guys know that a, that a gum band is a rubber band in Pittsburgh? And I'm what? like, all right, okay. And then sure. he was like, yeah, and they say yins. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> that's, no. like, the, like, one area of the country that says yins. Yeah, no, there's, um, those, like, linguistics tests you take is, like, yeah. we'll tell you where you're from. And... Every time it comes to the, like, what do you call a group of people question, you know, it's like, this big part of the map is y'all. This big part of the map is you guys. This tiny part of the map is yins. Yins. <laughs> like, I, if if I were to, like, not try to sound Southern, because A, I love the word y'all. I love y'all so much. It is so much easier than any any other combination of phrases. Um, I would say, I would say you guys. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say use guys, because that's, like, new york and like boston like hey you guys you know like it's not it's not something i would say i would say hey you, hey you guys but i i don't particularly like it because it always especially with children is weird because if you have young children you're like hey you guys they're like like a little a little girl will be like i'm not a guy and yep. you're like all right i meant all of you please come i need you here together i love i love 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 saying y'all and i don't say it I don't say it southern, which is which is funny because I I've adapted it into my mm-hmm. my lingo, my slang. So I'm just like, hey y'all, like it's not like you sound like Jackie if- Chan from Rush Hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's an exaggeration, but 
it's like it's not necessarily natural but it's not like i suddenly am turn turning southern like if i were to walk up to a group of people like hey y'all what's going on like that's weird well i don't talk like that you know it's it's well it's like it's like me trying to say spanish words you know yeah you know so if i say like taquito that like yeah (laughs) i sound like i'm saying taquito in a stupid southern accent you know and i'm not attempting to make it sound like a legitimately uh spanish word so i i I get that you put you drop (laughs) you drop words that you don't normally say into your own vernacular and make them your own which is what the english language is (laughs) yeah i just it's and people don't normally notice it is the funny thing to me yeah like like unless unless i stop my sentence like if i don't go into another sentence and that's the last thing they hear then they're gonna like be like uh but it's like it's the best it's the best phrase. It's very utilitarian. But it's so useful. But if I don't use it, then I start using, like, my own word for a group of people. And lately, that's been friendos. <laughs> so, like, you know, hey, friendos, what's up? You know? But it's just it's just one of those things where I wish that there was more of, like, southern phrases that I use just to be like, yeah. I spent some time there. I spent my time. I got it. I, I did got my time. I, I did my I did my time in the South. Yeah. I really I really love the phrase, well butter my butt and call me a biscuit. Mm-hmm. Like that's just amazing. It just is gonna sound weird coming out of my mouth mm-hmm. in a sentence. Like it's not because in I feel like with southern the southern like vernacular, the way the your cadence is it the way you like string words together and slur them all together, it's it's clippy enough that it comes across as like a, a, a phrase of surprise. Well, butter my butt it, and call me a biscuit. Yeah, without it being like too short. Yeah. Like if if I were to be like, oh, well, butter my butt and call me a biscuit, it like sounds weird. You sound like you're a machine like, gun. I sound like I'm trying too hard, <laughs> but, and it's just it. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm enunciating enough that it's not right. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird that that's like the way that the English language is. Have it do okay. This is something. The thing about Southern slang is that I live in the South and we say this stuff all the time. So I don't necessarily yeah. realize that I'm seeing it. Um, do y'all say uh, "Good Lord willing" and the creek don't rise? No. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you say you say our you know I'm I'm on my way home. Are we still gonna record this podcast? And I say, "Good Lord, willing and the creek don't rise." Do you say creek or do you say creek? It depends on well. It, generally, you say you generally you say creek because it's just come that way. That's not how we say creek. That's a you thing. Um, well, I listen. But, creek is. Crick is a word. See, that's the one word I can yeah. claim as a northern word. Yeah, crick. crick is a word. You get a crick in your neck, but a creek is the thing you have in your backyard. Um, <laughs> but your bones creak, and I go down to the crick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the depending on who you ask, it's either like a legitimate like, if it doesn't flood, we'll go do this thing, or it's in reference to like the creek uh, Native American tribe. Okay. If, the, if the creek don't rise and kill us all because we're jackasses, then <laughs> we'll be there. So yeah, that's that. That's one of the things that's like very, very common, and I don't think about it. But like, it just occurred to me sitting here right now. I was like, wait a minute. I bet y'all don't say that. <laughs> no, we don't. I'm trying to think of if there's anything like 
um, I feel like we don't necessarily have free. Now, I'm, I don't know if this is a revelation or if this is just me being weird, but like, I feel like a lot of there's not a lot of phrases for for things because in the north, like you just answer. Like, yeah. Are you still coming? Yes. Yeah. Like, there's not. I don't need to be like, good lord willing, and the creek don't rise, because I'm like, I just said yes. <laughs> I'm coming. Yeah. Um, you know, or it's like, if nothing else happens, then I'm coming. Like, yeah. it's, it's direct. I think it's more direct, mm-hmm. which is just like, I don't know if that's why we don't have, like, phrases, or if it's just, like, the way that this culture is. Uh, yeah, I don't know, because, like... And I'm, I don't know that I've ever heard this one said in real life, but it's from, it, it's something, it's something that people say, and I, it's from Shawshank Redemption. Um, oh no. No, it's, wow. It's, it's from uh, The Green Mile. The other, the, other, the other Frank Darabont movie that was adapted from a Stephen King book. But, um, th- they're referring to a, a character who's gone crazy, and they say, I think that boy's cheese done slid off his cracker. And and I like I've I've heard people say similar things, but never quite exactly that thing. But yeah, we have like colorful phrases we use for you know, have you lost your cotton picking mind? And like really <laughs> like really hyperbolic, you know, yeah. explanations of things. You know, uh, if if anything, I would say cuckoo. Um, I would say maybe lost his marbles. That would be, those would be, like, the two that I would go nuts, maybe. Like, mm-hmm. he's gone nuts. And, like, I don't think of that. Like, gone nuts to me seems, like, natural. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that's not, like, what David would say. Sure. Or what you would say. David, so, like, David sure would say little... he's gone round the bend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty confident in that one. But, no, like, um, you know, you, I... I've heard people say that he's a he's a few fish sort of a fry and stuff like that. Oh, like, see, those ones are so good. Like we don't use those, and we and we should. Well, I just think it's like I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of like tactful walking around that doesn't come up with like those idioms. And well, I was thinking about like how you 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 say that um, yins in the north tend to be a little more direct. And like yeah. in the south, you know, like, um, you know, in the north, I tell you, I tell you this thing about this guy that almost stabbed my friend, and you're like, wow, that sounds scary. Whereas in the south, we want to be a little more oblique about it and sound polite, so we say, well, bless his heart, you know. <laughs> so I think in the south, it's like this culture of of politeness that's involved into like elaborate displays of how not polite I am without sound with while still sounding polite. But people know. It's oh yeah, thing. and it's, it's like it's, it's like being passive aggressive. Yeah, you know, it's like we know you're being passive aggressive, but at this point, it just sounds passive and it's really aggressive. I feel like any passive aggressive in the north is just gonna be like aggressive. You no, know, I think it's gonna be more like careful wording or just silent treatment. Those would be like the two go tos. Sarcasm is big. Sarcasm is huge. Um, that would be, like, the other go-to would be just a lot of sarcasm. But, yeah, I mean, I, I wish we had more, like, cool phrases. I would love to, like, carry those around in my back pocket. Instead, I've just been coming up with my own. There you go. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, well, well, buddy, you're really, you know, frying my fish right now. Like, 
that. <laughs> that still sounds really southern. <laughs> I, I, well, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. What do you, you know, man? You're really plowing my snow here. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're really, man. you're really mapling my leaves, eh? <laughs> <laughs> eh, eh, eh. You're Canadian, eh. right? That's that's Canadian. <laughs> I'm, from, I'm close enough. From Canada. <laughs> from Canada. I can see it from my backyard. I don't know why I sounded like that for a minute. Backyard. Yeah, from, backyard, from New York. Man. Put the car in the yard. Mm-hmm. Put the car in the yard. <laughs> oh, man. We don't really have a list of towns for each other because, A, I know some of them. Most at of least them. the ones around where you're at. But you wanted to throw a town at me, and I have a town I can throw at you. And... That means I can't use it for David, which is sad, but... Well, you don't have to use one for me. I just have one that I wanted. to No, I really want to see if you up. know how to pronounce this one. Um, I do. I really do. And, but, and if I if I win that point, I would like to uh, donate my point on behalf of the David Boskett Can't Pronounce Things Charity Fund. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. We'll put that in the jar. <laughs> so can I don't I- know what this accent is, but it's not really British. It's like Cockney... Something else. It sounds. It's not, it sounds like David is embarrassed. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> it sounds like David <laughs> is cringing right now. Um, sorry, David. I. I just. Uh, you're not here, so I can do more. Sorry, do more not sorry. Accent. You should have been here. Not at all. You should have been here. I don't. I don't know any <laughs> British insults. Um, okay, so can I send it to the chat? Here we go. Yes, yeah, send it in the chat. Oh, I don't even know if this is how you spell it. Hold on. Yeah, please, please spell it correctly. Yep, no, I got it right. Okay. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that is the funniest looking town name ever. I, no, so... And I just... So, some backstory. I I got this in a text from a parishioner of mine. Uh, one of her family members passed away and I wanted to go to the funeral home. And she's like, oh, you don't have to go there. It's all the way out in this city. And I was like, I don't even know where that is, so I'll look it up. So, like, I Googled it, and I'm like, this is the funniest looking... That cannot be the real name. And then I'm driving in, and I'm like, oh, well, what do you know it is? <laughs> it's a real place. <laughs> okay. Uh, my my instinct is to just pronounce it the way it looks, which is going to be wrong, but I'm going to do it anyways. I want to say Weedowee. <laughs> See? See? That's exactly what I said. So I roll up in this funeral home, and I'm, she's like, I can't believe you drove all the way out here. I said, I know. I didn't even know where we to we was. And this woman, like, loses her mind. Like, she starts like, cracking up. She's like, that is not how you... She's like, it's, uh, she's like, most people say, uh, Widawi, but Widawi. Okay, so it's, it's Widawi, Alabama. And, but every time I see her, she's like, yeah, wee wee And I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I, one time I said wee wee All right. It's wee dowie. <laughs> it's like the way I was pronouncing Dubois. I was pronouncing it as Dubois. Dubois, Because yeah. that's the way it looks. And everyone's like, no, it's Dubois. <laughs> like, that's wrong. That's wrong. So All I'm, right, yeah, I'm, I'm going to send you one. Thank you. That was, that was, I mean, that's what it looks like. It does, right? <laughs> no hate, because yeah. that's exactly what I did the first time, too. Alright, so let me make sure I spelled this one correctly, because there are some fun letters in here. Oh, All right. boy. Alright, take a, take a gant. Have, do you know what this town is? Um, I, I am vaguely familiar. It's one of those things where I'll, like, I know what it is, and, it, like, I'll avoid saying it 
in polite okay. company because I want to see if they know how to pronounce it first. Okay. So I'll just say, you know, that place with the with the groundhog that does the thing. Yeah. And they'll yeah. say, oh, Punxsutawney. And I'll say, yeah. yes. <laughs> because I'm sure yeah. that's right and they're confident. Is that it? Yes, it is. It Kitchen. is. Awesome. I love it. Great. It's a very funky looking looking word. If you if as, I'm gonna spell it out, it's P U N X S U T A W N E Y, and it's like if you break it up, it makes it makes sense. Yeah. But like as one as one combined, you're like, uh. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing: the sinks here are fucking normal. Well, you got normal sinks. You don't have two taps. Nope. We got one tap if we're lucky. We have to... I was surprised you had any taps in the south. Yeah, really. Like usually, we bring up the water from the whale outside, but from, from the whale, from the what now? <laughs> from the whale, um, the... the whale, like a like a like a giant ocean animal. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the kind that washes up on the beach sometimes. Um, I sound like Gomer Pyle, but uh, like that was that was a joke. But I keep thinking about the fact that. Um, the reason that the bathrooms are so oddly placed in my grandmother's house is because my grandfather, like, straight up was against having plumbing indoors for, like, the longest ass time. <laughs> that's, that's not a joke. That is not, a, not a bit, friends. <laughs> yeah, the, like, it, the, my room in her house was an addition, so, like, that kind of organically came with the bathroom. But the reason right. that her, the main bathroom is just kind of this tiny stuck-in thing is because my grandfather for the longest time was like, nope. That is not coming in my house. No bathrooms for us. Nope. No bathrooms. We no go. Bathrooms. We go out. We go outside like civilized people. Like, like the civilized people. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. Civilized is a fun word to say in an English accent. Civilized. Very badly. Civilized. Civilized. I'm a civilized accent. I'm a civilized person. I go to the bathroom outdoors. Pip pip. Cheerio. Pass the Sears magazine. <laughs> oh my god. Do it if I'm not looking at you. That's why I'm concentrating on this mouse ball I have in my hand. That, you went to England. Is that what you think English people sound like? That's what I know English people sound like. I've been in the environment. I immersed myself in the culture. I ate bangers and mash. I ate, like, <laughs> topping puff or whatever they eat over there. I ate the food. Did you just say poppins? <laughs> topping puff. What? What? What, mate? What? What is you it, want, mate? I got in a fight over some person's mum in an alley. I know what England is. <laughs> they eat puffins? What? <laughs> I eat bangers and mash and bubble and squeak and topping puff and I got in a fight over me mum in an alley so I know what fucking people from England sound like. Pip, pip, cheery fucking oh! Did you watch Doctor Who? <laughs> I watched lots of Doctor Who. I got in the TARDIS and I went to a planet where they all sound like this for some reason. <laughs> Were there no Americans on that planet? <laughs> Did the planet have a north? <laughs> the planet the planet had an England, that's for sure. <laughs> Was the planet England? The planet I went to the I went to the planet England. <laughs> Did you just step in a box and step out and was like, woohoo, I went in the TARDIS? Yes, I, I went and I stepped in a phone booth in, in you know, South Atlanta. I, I stepped in a phone booth in Little Five Points and I came out in, like, the street in Dagom, London. Dagom, yeah. Dagom in a British <laughs> accent. Let's say that. That's a final word. 
<laughs> just say you gotta say y'all in a British accent. I came out on the Dagon Street in bloody London, and I'm like, "What are y'all doing?" And they, <laughs> what are you doing? This isn't a planet. I wanted a doctor. And they said, "What are you doing, mate? That's not what we say. We say you people. We don't say y'all." And I say, "Well, fuck this place." And then I pip pip back into the phone booth. <laughs> I I feel like I'm the I feel like I'm the British version of uh, my immortal. No, no. <laughs> I pip pip cheerily down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some chavs looking at me in the street. I put up my middle finger at them. And piss off. <laughs> and then one of them said, "Cheers, good on you, mate." <laughs> I'm crying now. Officially, it is the crying point of the podcast. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, uh, this is the last episode of the Time Zones Are Hard podcast, because after hearing all of this crap, David's like, and I'm done now. (laughs) Well, he can't can't compare. You've got a real British accent going on. Exactly. I've been to to England twice. How many times (laughs) has David been there? One time? Exactly. He was born there. That's the first time he was there. That's the last time he was there. I feel like I feel like this accent gets different every time I do it. But uh yeah, no. Uh David David is so ashamed that his accent is shitty compared to mine, so I am your I am your new god now. Oh my god. You're welcome. Yes. I am uh, yes. Oh no. Speaking speaking of me being god, um the only place you can really catch me is on the No Dice podcast. Uh Yeah. Alternate Fridays from Time zones are hard. If you want something um, uh, a little more story driven and a little less uh, accent driven, um, because I uh, that's not true. That's I not cannot true. do we've character voices. A... That is okay, true. Okay, but we've we've got a we've got a we've got a Lou, which means we've got an Irish voice the that's whole true. time. Sayish, it kind of sounds like this, except for that. Sound. No, she doesn't. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like your old lady voice. No, this is my old lady voice, Martha. So shove it. I can't even do it. I can't. I, I'm laughing too hard. Oh my gosh! And, yes, and speak, so. speaking of speaking of podcasts, we want to pimp our new podcast where you can hear me and Ethel on the fifteenth precinct. Oh, what now? The, Say that again. The 15th, I didn't have my hearing aids in. The fifteenth precinct. You know them nice boys we gave the drugs to. The what? The no, the fifteenth popping. What's that? The, What's that? The fifteenth topping puff. <laughs> what is topping puff? Why did I say that? I don't, I don't know. But David Boskett, I would like to formally apologize for everything that just went on in the last hour. Oh, oh yeah. Man. So so. So pop on over to No Dice. Daniel doesn't do accents um, so much as, as sh- there's char- there's some character voices and there is some story driven. We just recorded a couple more episodes that are going to be like stellar. They are amazing. And I'm very, very excited for them to go up. At some point, we will get David on as Barger. Barger the Orc. Yes, I'm so um, excited about Barger the Orc. But Barger the Orc is going to be, it's going to be a, a process because as we all know, time zones are hard and we tend to record late at night and that's, that is like middle, middle of the night for poor David. Oh, so we're man, not going to no. make him do that. Oh man. But 
But in terms of all podcasts, uh, this podcast, No Dice, 15th Precinct, uh, and a new podcast, uh, Bad Ideas Are Bad, is all part of the Pocket Podcast Network, um, which is a network of podcasts. Uh, It's really great. Daniel and I pretty much are kind of running it right now, and it's so, so rewarding to get new podcasts on on the network i'm very very excited for bad ideas are bad mm-hmm. oh, um yeah. and like i cannot wait for the 15th precincts new season it's gonna be like super super fun it's gonna be amazing so there's a lot of there's a lot of cool podcasts and there's more coming um there's definitely some ideas brewing from everybody that's part of the network in terms of more ideas but if you want to support this show if you want to support no dice if you want to support any show on the network you can support us by becoming a, a supporter on patreon and you can find that at patreon.com slash pocket podcast network. Um, there's reward there's reward levels at $1, $5, and $15, but you get rewards from every show on the network. Mm-hmm. So you don't just get stuff from Times of the Hard. You don't get just get stuff from No Dice. You get stuff from everyone. Right now there's a lot of No Dice content because No Dice um, is kind of the one with the ball rolling. Um, I'm gonna, I'm, David and I are gonna have a talk, but I would really like to have some really cool stuff from Times of the Hard up as rewards here real soon. Oh, for sure. Um... So that's that's really important to kind of keep keep this show going, keep all the all the shows on the network going, um, and it, and it, it it invites you into the fold. We can we can kind of give you a little bit of love and support and be like, thank you for finding us. We'll pat your face very gently, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, and then you can be like, stop that personal level, personal <laughs> level friends, <laughs> and we will respect that because we are a respectful network that respects you we respect you enough to respect your personal space and we also respect you enough to bring you respectable content and at this point i'm just trying to say respect more times in the in you know 30 second span than i did before but yeah we are committed to giving you the best quality content the most diverse content and content you might not hear anywhere else so come on down and join us yeah, so it's real fun. And then, of course, with Time Zones of Hard, you can follow us on social media. We've pimped our social media before, um, but the easiest way to find all of our social media and to find uh, us as individuals, you can go to uh, the Time Zones of Hard page on Pocket Podcast Network. So just go to pocketpodcastnetwork.com. You can find all your shows. You can find all the social media for all your favorite shows. Everything is there in, white, in one nice, nice little place. Um, and, and we would love to see you around. Uh, uh, we do need to start a hashtag for Time Zones Are Hard. Um, I know David really wants to have Too Gritty for Britty, but I just think <laughs> that that's, that's too specific. Well, it's I really my hashtag now. To, it's, a, it's a good hashtag. I mean, because everything is too gritty for Britty. Let's be honest. I am a, I'm a small, soft individual. Hey, baby. But I really would like to, uh, you know, people listening to the show, just feel free to, like, tweet your favorite quotes. Tweet your tweet your suggestions, whatever. Just tweet at us. Um, we're gonna start hashtag hashtag is TZH podcast, and because we're gonna just roll with that for now. And if people don't like that, we will come up with something else. Feel free to add too gritty for pretty. Uh, that's with the that's with the number two and the number four. That's mm-hmm. very swift, very important. Um, but but you know, come join us. Come tweet your questions at us. Come join join the time zones are hard party. It's always it's always a party because time zones are difficult. So some someone's always up. It's somewhere. it's five o'clock somewhere in the world. Yep, and yep. and and as we all know, five o'clock is the podcast hour. So <laughs> of course, absolutely, it means nothing always. else. Just podcasts. Just podcast time. Podcasts all the time. So 
Uh, that is all we have. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, thank you to Daniel for being our super special guest for this for this uh, episode. Yay. And uh, we might have to bring some some more individuals in. We might have to see kind of what variety we can bring. David, I think you might be out of a job. <laughs> and we're gonna end the podcast right here. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye. Bye. Zones are hard as part of the Pocket Podcast Network, delivering quality content right to your pocket. <laughs> <laughs>